Show Me The Science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, I'm Luke O'Neill and welcome to my Show Me The Science podcast. And this one is all about the science of grandmothers. So if you have a grandmother who you love dearly, make sure you play this for her because it's all about the importance of grandmothers. Now, it can be obvious, you know, we love our grandmothers and so on. They're fantastic people and they've got all kinds of uh, wonderful aspects to them. But science has wondered what are grandmothers for? It sounds a bit brutal, doesn't it? But guess what? They're extremely important. And it looks like our success as a species through evolution is partly because we have grandmothers to help us in all kinds of ways. Now, again, it might be a bit obvious because the grandmother is going to help with her, with her grandchildren and so on. But again, science has tried really hard to look at this topic of grandmothers. And a more serious aspect of this is why do humans have the menopause? Because obviously women reach a certain age and then they, they go beyond their reproductive years. And that might seem as a strange thing because the whole function of life, at least at one level, is to procreate. So why are we seeing persistence in our uh, populations of people who can't procreate anymore? But again, all the evidence supports that grandmothers are very, very helpful to us. And of course, we love them as well. and They're very important to our lives in so many ways. But a very recent study, what's provoked me into this one is giraffes. Now there's something expect to come and talk about grandmothers they've studied giraffes and from the study of giraffe grannies they've learned a bit more about what grandmothers are doing and why they're so important so i'm going to come back to that towards the end because that's literally in the last couple of weeks a study came out on giraffes um now of course for a while um the big question was as i say why are they there and so on and they came up with the grandmother hypothesis there's a great phrase if ever there was one and the grandmother hypothesis was that the grandmothers persist, or women will persist post-menopause, to allow their daughters and other women then to procreate. Because obviously having a baby and all that kind of thing is energetically demanding. And in fact, as I discussed in a previous podcast, a pregnant woman, her metabolic demand is as much as running a marathon, remember. So the grandmother is there then to help the mother in a way, you know and help the mother during pregnancy and also when the baby is born. And then the grandmother then is free to do this because the grandmother has stopped having babies herself. Because obviously having a baby and minding a baby and all those things, especially through human history, is a very demanding thing to be doing. So in other words, the woman has a baby herself or has several babies historically and then goes through the menopause and then that person, post-menopausal woman, is helping the younger woman usually her daughter say with her baby and that can have a really positive effect and that was the hypothesis that was come up with Uh, there was evidence for that there was evidence against it it's still a bit controversial it must be said but still that's the working hypothesis that the grandmother steps in to allow mothers to have more babies in a way and then we see you know the species thriving and remember the genes in the grandchild originated in the grandmother so it's the usual idea of the genes passing on to future generations and it's in the grandmother's interest if you want to put it that way uh, for her genes to continue through the grandchildren and that's optimised by her helping her daughter have children and then to help raise those children is the way to think of it Um, and that's what evolution actually tells us is one reason for this and the other thing to say is um, it may have contributed to us living long longer lives your grandmother how long did she my grandmother was 97 and she told me that her grandmother was 106 wow that's That's too long too long yeah that's (laughs) now what do I mean by that well let's say it evolves this process and 
women are postmenopausal, and and the women who go through the menopause and then go into older age, they may have longevity genes. You see, because they can live for longer, and those genes, then those longevity genes, or the, or the variants in those genes, as a more accurate way to put it, that promote longevity, pass into her grandchildren through her do- through her child- her daughter. You know, so in other words, one reason we live longer as a species or live to the age that we do could be because of this hypothesis. Because and living longer and passing on the genes into her grandchildren through her daughter. So another good phrase that's used for this is older females subsidise the fertility of younger ones. It's a great phrase I came across looking into this. It was an article in The Guardian that, that I read that phrase in. And that's a good one. Subsidise the fertility of younger females is the way to think of it by helping them in this various ways. Various ways. And it could be a reason why, why the, the menopause arose. Now the menopause itself is a fascination because it's not that common in mammals actually it's pretty rare chimpanzees don't have a menopause in other words the females are act- active in terms of reproduction all the way up until eventually they die they don't go through this phase of their lives where they're no longer fertile and no longer having babies whales have it killer whales and pilot whales have it and, and they've got the, ma- the menopause and that's interesting why would they have it so it's not as if it's widespread and evolution can be like that. Sometimes you see it in some species, not others. It gives that particular species a survival advantage. But it's not essential for our survival to have grandmothers as, for mammals overall, you see. So it's, it's, not, it's not widespread is, is the interesting thing. Uh, but it does occur in some of these species. And then I'll come back to the, uh, the giraffes in a few moments because they turn out to have grandmothers as well. And then the other big news in the past, I guess, two or three weeks is they've found genetic signals in humans that influence the start of the menopause. Because, of course, as a biological process, it's very interesting. When the menopause begins, what's happening in the body there? What genes are being expressed to trigger the menopause? What genes are being turned off? And are there differences in these genes? And this is an amazing study. 200,000 women, that's a lot of people, were looked at genetically. And they looked at when the menopause started, how long the menopause was going on, for various issues around the menopause were examined in these 200,000 women. And they found 300 genetic signals in women that could link into the menopause. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, if we take two of those signals, the genes are called CHECK1 and CHECK2, C-H-E-K. CHECK1 and CHECK2 were found. And there were variants in those two genes that linked into how long the menopause was and when the menopause might start. Isn't that amazing? So you might carry a variant in CHECK1 or a variant in CHECK2 that would uh, predict um, you know, when the menopause might start and how long it might go on for. And they could study these genes in mice, and this is where the evidence came from. They found the genes in humans and then examined them in mice and could control them in mice in various ways. And if they blocked the CHECK2 gene, they're able to take it out of mice, actually, CHECK2, those mice had a longer reproductive cycle, so that they were, they were fertile for a lot longer. If they overexpressed CHECK1, the, the other one, if they, if they made more of that, they had a longer reproductive life, lifespan as well. So check one and check two seem to be in opposition to each other in a way. Uh, and interestingly enough, if you have more check one, they showed in the mice they could make more eggs. Now remember, you're, during, during development, uh, the female has all the eggs that she's going to have for all her life. And they're there. And then they begin to get released, of course, every month in humans, for example. But you start with a set number of eggs. If you overexpress check one, you had more eggs, and that meant you had a longer reproductive cycle. And check two seemed to be interfering with this in some way. 
there'll be a block check too. You could increase the number of eggs, it looks like, and increase the reproductive cycle as well. So check one and check two seem to be very important. And then in humans, in the women, this is more important, I guess. The women with less check two, so they had less of that particular one, right? They started the menopause later. And that's interesting. So less check two made a later menopause because they were more fertile for later, just like in the mice. Remember I said how um, having check two in the mice, if you block it, you get a longer cycle. So if you have less check two as a human, it's similar. Uh, you start the menopause later and you're more fertile for longer. Now, you might wonder why would this be important? Well, first of all, women w- might want to be fertile for as long as they can. And fertility is a huge issue. Of course it is. And and uh, IVF and that whole area very important. So if we can actually help women now, because this is a long way off, just the beginning of this. But these kinds of studies might help us increase fertility in women who want to have babies. And that's a really important goal because many women have trouble conceiving and all kinds of things. So in other words, uh, studying this pathway then might improve fertility in women. And then secondly, early menopause happens and that might be tied into some of these genetic signals. And early menopause, of course, it means that women are fertile for a shorter time, but it also increases risk of diseases. It increases the risk of type 2 diabetes. It decreases bone health. Uh, it can, uh, and that's an issue as well, of course, for women. So in other words, the timing of menopause can have big effects on a woman's health. So therefore, can you imagine if we can control menopause and extend, you know, the reproductive lifespan for a woman? That could have all kinds of benefits, helping fertility in all kinds of ways. And this is obviously just beginning now. And, and the studies are mainly in mice that must be said to study this. So we're a long way off any, any new therapeutic approaches. But these new insights into the menopause are going to be very, very important for all kinds of reasons to do with health and fertility. Now, what about giraffes? That's the next question, because they are the species that we're going to, that have been recently studied amazingly. Um, And uh, it turns out giraffes are like humans. They have a menopause. And uh, 30% of the life of a giraffe, of a female giraffe, obviously, is in menopause. So it's a bit like humans, you know, women will have a certain percent of their lives, you know, in that post-fertile phase. And giraffes are somewhat similar. And a scientist called Zoe Muller and colleagues just published a paper on this, which I read uh, recently. And she discusses the, uh, the whole idea of the grandmother hypothesis. She says elephants were studied. And uh, they're another species that has the menopause. And they noticed that uh, in elephants anyway, the herd survived for much longer if there were older females in the herd. So the older females were conferring a survival advantage overall. Uh, One reason for that, by the way, they think was, there was a study on elephants that was amazing as well, where if there was a drought, the herd of elephants with the older female were inclined to survive better because the older females knew where the water was. So there was a kind of a memory in the older females. Again, a reason for, for why these older females are there, I guess. Uh, and the same in orcas, they were whales that were studied, but now giraffes. And they showed very clearly having older females in the herd of giraffes was hugely beneficial. Uh, the older females were caring for the young. So again, that gets back to our, our grandmother hypothesis supporting that notion. Uh, they use the phrase core cohesive group, where females are there sharing all the knowledge and the older females were extremely important in all kinds of ways in giraffes as well. So again, that's another species which adds weight to the grandmother hypothesis. That not only are the grandmothers um, ensuring that their genes pass on and survive in their grandchildren, or grand giraffes, is that the right word? But they also have knowledge, they're also supportive of the herd as a whole in all kinds of ways. So again, the bottom line is, same in humans, we need grandmothers. So if you have, if you're looking at, sadly, both my grandmothers passed, but if your grandmother's alive, call her up and say, 
you're fantastic. We need you desperately for our species. Grandmothers are very, very important. So thanks for listening. Uh, my podcast is available for download every Thursday. It's a News Talk production. And the producer, I've got to mention him, Owen. He's the producer. So big thanks to Owen as ever. And I hope you enjoy that one.